Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the Boxing Hall of Famer, trainer of 18 world champions, the great Teddy Atlas, and today's special guests. You may know him as the problem child, the 5-0 prospect with four knockouts. I like to call him the American dream. He's Jake Paul. Hey, Jake, thanks for coming on. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate you, and congratulations first on your success obviously in your boxing career and just your overall success in business that you've created. Uh, you've done, you know, you've done a hell of a job with that. So you should be congratulated on that. And I, my first thing that I'll touch on is you've always been involved in the entertainment world uh, or drawn to it anyway. Uh, from what I understand, back in 2013, you started... You started posting videos, and uh, you started a YouTube uh, channel, and your focus seemed to be on music, and you were successful right from the beginning. What drew you to that, you know, to that in your life, to the entertainment world, obviously the music part of it, and then obviously it's led to what it's led to, but what was it that, that drove you? Yeah, I think it's something you're you're born with, honestly. And for me, it, it, I guess came from boredom of like living in Ohio with nothing to do. Um, and me and my brother, we, you know, all we had was each other. And we would just love to make each other laugh. My dad is such a character. You know, I always say my dad should have his own TV show because, you know, he's super entertaining himself, always cracking jokes, always pulling pranks on people. And he just looks at life from a very different lens. And that kind of rubbed off onto me and my brother. And I've always been the class clown, you know, just making jokes all the time in class and, you know, not always paying attention, but trying to have the most amount of fun with every day. And uh, it just, I guess, became part of who I am. And I'm just like a weird, quirky person in general, um, so, the, you know, the entertainment industry kind of is right up my alley because of all those things. Well, you know how to be successful, you know. I mean, I'd say sometimes, you know, I'd say the greatest quality of certain fighters, for example, I could easily go into their speed, their finesse, um, their cerebralness, uh, their footwork, all that stuff. But sometimes I just say, you know, certain guys know how to win. Really, and I, and I think that's a trait. I think that that is a talent. That is an ability. You just know how to win. It seems so far in your life, from the genesis of going into the entertainment to switching over to this entertainment business, which it is an entertainment business, boxing, that you know how to win. <laughs> that yeah. uh, you know that, and and again, that is an attribute that people have to learn. And some people learn it, some don't learn it. Uh, what do you what do you credit to that? Because it's not an accident that you have that confidence, that you have that ability to win it. What you you know what you put your mind to? Yeah, again, I think it goes to the way I was raised, and both of my parents were extremely competitive. Uh, you know, my mom was a state gymnast, um, and winning wasn't or losing wasn't an option really in the family. And, you know, if I lost in football or wrestling or whatever it is, my parents would reprimand me. And so it just, you know, losing wasn't in the mindset and it wasn't something that 
you know, I, I know how to do really. If someone ever beat me in football or wrestling, it's because they truly were just the better team or the better man. Um, but yeah, that motivation and that, that toughness and that grit and finding a way to win in all aspects of your life, you know, that, that can be carried over, not just in boxing, but in business, um, in whatever it is that you set your mind to. I think it's just innately a part of people's character. And like you said, you either have it or you don't. Um, and I think it's something again, like that. I was raised to be this way and no matter what I want to do, you know, if I wanted to start taking pottery lessons and become, you know, a pottery creator, like I would find a way to be the best at that. Well, you sure as hell, um, you sure as heck knew how to be successful because even when you started with the music, with the videos, if I'm correct, your first video that you released I think it was called Every Day, bro. Um, it got over 70 million views in one month. <laughs> I mean, that that's... A lot of people don't know that side to you, I don't think. They just know that all of a sudden one day they put on TV and here's this guy talking and getting in a ring and doing all this stuff and fighting. But you, you had a heck of a development and track record for finding ways to... Uh, to make things happen, to be successful, to to do something. Yeah, look, that's what a lot of people don't see the hard work that goes into everything that I've built, you know, even till this day. They think celebrities or YouTubers just wake up and have this like fun, crazy life and that they don't have to put in the work. But everything I do, I contribute to my work ethic and it's a lot harder than it looks. Anyone who's done YouTube successfully knows that it's probably one of the hardest things in the world to do. And it, it's mentally taxing. And, um, you know, people in the boxing world have criticized me like, Oh, how come he's getting these paydays? Like he just came into this sport and overnight, you know, like is taking money from fighters and blah, blah, blah. No, no. The, I was in a different type of gym. I was in the entertainment gym, you know, working on building my brand, not my muscles. I was working on building my brand, but I was still worked every single day since the time I was 12, 13 years old, you know, making videos, hustling, finding out ways to be creative, growing my business, getting my name out there, doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, that's why it's carried over into boxing. So, you know, people just think everything's an overnight success. But really, it's tons of trials and failures and ups and downs. And there was moments where, you know, I thought I would quit everything and, and just go back home and live in Ohio. Um, and so this industry is very hard. You know, boxing is very hard. Um, and I, I've really put in the work. And that's what a lot of people don't really see or, or understand necessarily. Well, that's why I wanted to take the interview this direction first. You know, before we got into the obvious, the boxing stuff, because I, the people they just knew the brashness, you know, they the cockiness, the the and the stuff that was has been front and center uh, when you came into their lives. But there was a life before that, and I just wanted to again, I wanted to put the proper focus uh, to represent that to show that there there is another 
dimension to you. There is another uh, face to you, but there is a background to you. You didn't just pop up, you know. I mean, you, you, you came from somewhere. And so here's the million-dollar question now. What the heck took you from all of that to decide one day that I'm going to go into the boxing arena and I'm going to fight? Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, but um, I was I was just sick of doing YouTube and sort of sick of the entertainment industry. And for the longest time, I thought it was what I was put on earth to do. But as time progressed, I realized that it really wasn't who I was. And when I got the opportunity to box another YouTuber, you know, in 2018, I picked up the gloves and started training like a professional boxer the next day, got a professional boxing coach um, and slowly fell in love with the sport little by little. And then when I won my first amateur fight, that was the best feeling and the most accomplished I've ever felt. And at that moment I knew like, Hey, this is something I really, really love. And it's something I'm good at. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, mistake my talent. Um, and, and I have a natural gift for fighting, whether people want to believe that or not, it, it's the truth. And, you know, my actions will back that up over the next couple of years. Uh, but you know, knockout after knockout, I just kept on falling in love with the sport. And I realized everything I was, you know, good at aligns with the sport of boxing and it's just who I am and it feels destined. And now I finally feel what I was put on this earth to do. Um, and it's, it's really crazy, but I love it. I love this shit so much. And I think people can, can see that sense that and you know the the work is paying off so i want to say this i want to um a lot of people in a business a lot of the the boxing life is uh whatever you want to call them a lot of the people they they feel that you've turned boxing into a circus they think that uh, they use that word they think that you're doing something hurtful or disrespectful to it. And quite frankly, they get a little upset at me for not taking that sort of stance because I I said from the beginning, I, I stay consistent with it, that I never saw it that way because I saw you respect the sport. I saw you go out there, you know, to, to your point, what you just finished saying, that you went out there, you got a trainer, you put the work in, and you you went to learn the fundamentals of the sport. And you have. You've you've learned the fundamentals. I mean, you're not Sugar Ray Leonard, but you've you've learned the basics. You showed me the respect for my sport that I've been in almost fifty years, and I think it's very important to respect the sport. Actually, I think it's important to respect anything that you're in. You know, to to understand uh, what you don't know as well as what you want to know, and what it's going to take to know those things, and what you and and what has to be done. So, I actually look at it in a way where you have provided just an option 
to people because you're not forcing anybody to watch your fights. I mean, you're not putting a gun, you're not doing something illegal, uh, you're not putting a gun to the head. Uh, you've given them an option from the traditional, if you want to use that word, boxing, to what, w- watching something uh, in, in a little different realm. It's still fighting, it's still dangerous, but it's, it's different, obviously. And I think that in some ways that you've helped the sport. And again, I, I, a lot of the old timers are going to get crazy on me, but it's okay. I can handle it because if I believe in something, I say it. You've helped the sport in a way kind of like the first Rocky movie did with Sylvester Stallone, where you've brought eyeballs to the sport that might not have been there. You've had a crossover effect on the sport to bring people from other places that weren't here, quite frankly, uh, watching before. And what do you, how do you feel about just your place in the sport now along the lines of what I just said and, you know, just where you fit? Yeah, look, I mean, first and foremost, I understand people's perspective about, you know, oh, it's a circus and this isn't boxing and all of that. But again, you know, all I'm doing is putting in the work and trying to get better in the gym and fighting tougher opponents each time. And I respect this sport, you know, more than anything. And I think anyone who puts on the 10 ounce gloves and, you know, gets in that square circle should be respected because you're, you're risking your life at the end of the day. And that's why I take this very seriously. And all I've ever wanted to do was contribute to the sport, bring new eyeballs to the sport, help fighters get paid more and boxing, you know, saved my life. So I, I owe a ton to it. You know, I would be in jail or, or probably dead somewhere if it weren't for boxing, because I was going down a really weird path in my early twenties that wasn't sustainable. Um, and because of that, I, I owe everything to this sport. And that's why I'm so passionate about making boxing great again. Um, you know, I have the, I have the hat that says make boxing great again. And, you know, I'll, I'll slowly earn more and more people's respect. Um, but the things I'm doing, you know, with my charity, your boxing bullies, you know, bringing in kids to the sport that may have never boxed before, you know, the, what I'm doing on the most valuable promotion side of things where, um, you know, helping Amanda Serrano, one of the greatest fighters of all time, get the pay that she deserves and putting a bigger spotlight on her. You know, we're signing uh, here shortly uh, another MVP prospect um, who, you know, I think will end up being one of the pound for pound greats one day and giving him a platform and, um, you know, putting him in, in the limelight. So I'm doing as much as I can. You know, it's been. Who is that? Who, who is that? Jake, Jake, who is that person? I can't say yet. I can't say yet. But it's it's one of the it's one of the biggest up and coming prospects um, in the sport uh, for young kids. Um, so super excited about that. But uh, we're, we're not we're not announcing it yet. Uh, but that that is soon to come. But. With all that said, you know, um, people are always going to have an opinion and people are always going to hate. 
And if they don't have an opinion on you, then you're doing something wrong. You either have to make people like you or hate you or fear you or whatever. If, if you mention someone's name and you just, no one cares or that you don't feel a certain <laughs> type of way, then they're just going to drift by and no one's really going to watch their fights or their career. And so coming in, I had to make a lot of noise. I had to be different. Uh, otherwise people wouldn't have cared about anything that I was doing. So it's all, it's all a strategic play and people will see this story unfold over the next couple of years. And that's all I can do is just work on me and focus on me and whatever happens happens before i let ken jump in and ken's gonna obviously go uh, ask some questions but i what, what i was listening to what you just said and it's curious because i had some something written down about exactly what you just said um it, it seems sometimes like you've been laughing all the way to the bank uh and in a way that you know people hate on you there's people that love you too but people hate on you and it's almost like you have a real good understanding of how that can work if you, if you know how to work it. And along the lines of, and I don't want people to go nuts when I mention this guy's name. Oh my God, you know, how can you mention his name? I'm not saying in comparison as a fighter, but in comparison to Muhammad Ali, you know, where Ali understood that when he filled an arena, when he did all his stuff to get that arena filled, that half the people were there because they freaking hated him and they wanted to see him get crushed. And half were there because they liked him or they even loved him and they wanted to see him win. But the one thing all the people had in common, they all bought a ticket. <laughs> and it just seems to me watching you, you know, from afar, from the, the bit that I've seen, what you're doing, that you have a real grasp on that concept, <laughs> on understanding that playbook. Could you, could you elaborate on that? Yeah, look, I've always been the villain, right? And, and there needs to be a heel. And I, I, I just fit and play the role perfectly. And I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I don't care necessarily about people's opinions. And it's exactly what you said. You know, if, if someone hates you, they're going to tune in to see you lose. Uh, but that also creates a lot of fans that love you. So, you know, the, the, that is the playbook, right? And if you look at the highest paid boxer of all time in, in Floyd Mayweather, he was very hated. Like he doesn't have that crazy fan base. People were tuning in to see if his perfect record was going to fall. And uh, you know, that's sort of the, the, how, how I am, you know, and, a, and I understand that a lot of people hate me good, you know, like it's exactly what you said. Thanks for the pay-per-view purchase. Thanks for coming <laughs> to the ticket. Even in Tampa in my last fight, the crowd was yelling F Jake Paul, you know, it's a sold out arena. We sold it out right away. And the majority of the people there, I think were rooting for Tyron Woodley, you know? So, um, it is what it is. And, and for me, it's more fun. You know, I don't, I don't want to be the goody two shoe. Hey guys, like I respect my opponent. You know, I love everyone. Da da da. Like that's not, that's not who I am. And for, for me, it's, it's not as fun. Um, so yeah. 
Someone's got. You've made on. you've made a cottage industry out of hate, <laughs> in, in 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 some ways, and and not an evil hate. There's a difference in hates. There's degrees of hate. Not an evil hate, but uh, I don't want to say a manipulated hate, but maybe it is a manipulated hate. But uh, a, a hate that has reason behind it, and the reason is that uh, sometimes it can be um, it can be profitable. Yeah. No. Look, I mean, people are definitely going to hate you when you're like a young kid who just says whatever he wants and does whatever he wants. And there's a lot of jealousy. You know, I, I think that's where a lot of it stems from is envy. And, you know, people just think uh, I'm, I'm this like, yeah, clown or circus performer or, or, or whatever it is. Um, and, and when people make that comment, like, oh, it's a circus, I say, well, you've gone to a circus, haven't you? And you, you enjoyed it. Didn't you, you, you saw the elephants, <laughs> you, you know, you saw, and you, and you, you bought a ticket to get in stilts. there. You know, you, you paid for the <laughs> ticket to the circus. Everyone's been to a circus. So I, people say that as a diss and I th- take it as a compliment. I would say this. I think you should change your name from the problem child to the American dream. And I would make your catchphrase, not make boxing great again. I would say, if you hate Jake Paul, you hate America and you probably hate yourself because how can you hate someone who has created their own reality? What has Jake Paul done? He's fought five guys and knocked four of them out. He's just doing what he wants to do. How, what is to hate about that? I have three little kids. They've met so many different athletes. They've been very lucky. Shit, that, it's things that I couldn't have done as a child that my kids have the access to these guys think mostly through my relationship with Teddy. When I told them I was interviewing Jake Paul, you would think you could, they'd rather talk to Jake Paul than Tom Brady and LeBron James. If they could have them over for dinner, they'd rather be like, let's talk to Jake Paul on, on FaceTime. So yeah, that's no. my first comment. There's not a question. I just want to say anyone who hates Jake Paul hates America, probably hates themselves and hates the life that they're living like a prisoner. Thank you, Ken. No, I, I agree. I, I really do agree. And, you know, I hear that. I hear that same story and narrative a lot, actually. And what's crazy about it is like my fan base is, is so broad, but there's that, you know, nine to 13 year old fan base that is just getting introduced to boxing and they love social media more than anything. And this is the new wave and the new era. And and we're ushering a new generation into making boxing a very popular sport. Again, you know, the, the study just came out, the Forbes released that boxing is now the most popular and fastest growing sport uh, amongst millennials and Gen Z. Um, So that's, that's massive. That's, you know, Listen, people, people talk about the pioneers of different industries. And I know they're going to look back at this time in history and say the same thing about creators. There was the railroad men, gold miners. Uh, then we had the Bill Gates, Bezos. And I would argue that the creators, guys like yourself that were out there at the forefront, what do you care if anyone like, like, like Teddy Zoo? You're laughing all the way to the bank. You have it so nice. You can give your opponent a Rolex watch before you beat them up. This is like everything that America was founded on is like find an angle, figure it out and be the best at something. And I tell my kids, hey, you want to make YouTube videos? We'll be the best at it. Learn about it. See what's up. Study. But 
you got to chase your dreams because like you said earlier, if you're not doing something you love, what's the sense? You only get one go around at this. If you're not going to do something you're passionate about and love, you're going to be a prisoner to what? To a paycheck, to a corporation. I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. What's next? Who are you fighting in August? Yeah, we're still uh, locking down opponents. You know, there's a lot of names. Um, what are some I'm, of the I'm, names? Let's go. You know, Floyd Mayweather. Um, Please uh, no. Please not Floyd. Hey. De La Hoya, I like. I like De La Hoya. Make that. De La Hoya, Anderson Silva. Uh, That's a good Pitt. fight. I like Silva. Silva, great. Tommy, Floyd, I great. guarantee you, Oscar De La Hoya won't make it to the ring. I, I don't want to like be too critical of the guy, but he's got his own demons. Like, Don't waste your time there. The other guys, Bisbing, Anderson Silva, those are tests and those are fights that people will get up for. Well, hell, let him finish yeah, saying sorry. the list. Go Tommy ahead, finish Fury, the list. Uh, Sonny Williams out of Australia. So there, there's a lot of people on the hit list and um, some other names that we're talking to, you know, off the record, but just wanted to see who makes the most sense, right? I haven't. It's off the record here. It's off the record here. You can say it. Hey, just, just, a, just some friends, just some friends talking. I Don't mind cameras. this guy behind me. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have a camera on. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Just trying to, Pick the biggest opponent, right? Everyone I've fought, uh, and I'm not trying to be like arrogant, but everyone I fought, I've carried the promotion. No one's matched that's, my star. No one's matched fair. my star power. So looking for that opponent that can match my star power. Um, so that's that's really what, what we're trying to lock down. And, you know, might fight in, um, in Australia, um, maybe the States, maybe the UAE. So, you know, exploring a bunch of different really cool options. Guys, want to take a pause to give a shout out to today's sponsor, Athletic Greens. They've been with us from the beginning. You know, I'm sounding like a broken, like a broken record again, but I love this stuff. I take Athletic Greens every day. I'm running the Boston Marathon next Monday. You know I'm not going to be missing any days with Athletic Greens. It's got 75 whole food source ingredients, it's got vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics. You know the drill. It's got everything you need. This is like an insurance policy for your body's health and immunity. It's all you need to stay on top of your immunity game. For our listeners and our listeners only, go to athleticgreens.com slash atlas to claim the special offer of 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, athleticgreens.com slash atlas. Take advantage of this offer. Athletic Greens, love it. Guys, episodes also brought to you by NordVPN. NordVPN, when I'm traveling, I often use unsecure hotel or airport Wi-Fi. They're unsecured and it can be very dangerous to your uh, files and your privacy. Public Wi-Fi like these are notorious for getting your information hacked, which can be an absolute nightmare. I've had my credit card information stolen multiple times. It's a pain in the neck. Um, NordVPN is easy to use. It doesn't slow down your connection and make sure all your data is private and protected. I even use it at home, just add an added layer of security and peace of mind. NordVPN is offering our listeners 73% off a two-year plan plus four months for free. To get this special offer, go to nordvpn.com slash atlas and use the promo code atlas at checkout. That's nordvpn.com slash atlas and use the code atlas at checkout. The La Jolla might be as disliked as you. Um you know that would be that's that's got a interesting appeal to it
I don't think I don't think Jake is disliked. I think that the lot the the, the haters he knows are what just I mean. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think Dylan is really new, disliked. Well, yeah, but there's haters out there. <laughs> yeah, and that's as true. far as the hating world goes, yeah, um, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting because there's a lot of them that uh, are twisted against uh, De La Hoya for different reasons. Yeah, uh, but. It, it would have an interesting dynamic. In some ways, Jake would be the hero, I think, to some people. <laughs> for no, sure. Seriously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, that's a it's an interesting fight, and it's a it's a massive fight, and um, I think a, a good fight. So, you know, Oscar, if you're watching this, man, get up off the couch and, and start training because uh, we can make that happen. There it is. Hey, what, what do you – what do you think the chances are that the uh, that Dana lets you take a one fight deal in the UFC I, I, against anyone, not just Connor? I know you said you'd come over for one fight. What's the what's the latest there? What's the offer? Yeah, look, I mean, um, I, I think it's timing and proving myself more in the in the boxing side of things, and you know, pretty soon the the UFC and the MMA side it'll be undeniable for me to get into the octagon or, you know, fight for one of these other organizations uh, against the big name. So I think it's all a timing thing. And, you know, Dana seems to be open to it, right? You know, he said on my brother's podcast, he might let Logan fight in the UFC. Um, and I think he's coming around to me and starting to see what I'm about and what I actually stand for. Obviously, he doesn't like, you know, me harping on the fighter pay <laughs> side of things and sort of harming his business and being a shareholder in Endeavor and enjoy and pushing on the investment side of things. And um, there's definitely a feud there. So uh, we'll see what happens. Both of you guys are pretty damn smart. I think we understand <laughs> that and, and know how to be successful. Uh, he, he did an unbelievable job building the brand of, of UFC, and obviously you've done an unbelievable job building your own brand. That's, that's the thing is people think like, oh, he hates him. He hates the UFC. No, I love the UFC. I'm a fan of the UFC. The UFC is like the NFL, and yet to Dana's credit, he's done such a great job of making the sport you know, so much more relevant in just a short amount of time. But the issue for me is now that they are like the NFL and they're still only paying their fighters, you know, 15% of the total revenue and not giving them long-term healthcare. That's where the issue comes in for me because I care about fighters and I'm trying to change combat sports in general as a part of my legacy and a, and a part of, you know, contributing back to, combat sports that saved my life and so this all comes full circle and i see how fighters are mistreated and how much money they have to spend on their own camps and how underpaid they are so that's really where the the battle stems from and you know now that the ufc is like the nfl they have to soon and slowly start to pay their fighters more and treat their fighters better jake when you first started you explained pretty well and i think you're giving the audience now a chance to just see behind the curtain a little bit of really what and who Jake Paul really is. Um, when you started, you had one goal. You, you talked about that. But goals change once somebody gets into something. How has that changed for you now? Because you couldn't have known what you know now back then. But 
that you were going to be successful quite to this level. You're a successful guy. You have that confidence. I get it. I get it. But this level of success you've had has been extraordinary. And now, how has your goals changed that you've had this success from what it was when you first started? Yeah, look, I think a lot of my goals when I first started were materialistic and they were based off of numbers and like tangible things and making certain amounts of money or, you know, being able to buy a Lamborghini or whatever it was. Um, But now it's changed dramatically in a way where my goals are more so focused on, uh, you know, enjoying life and, you know, eventually building a family, leaving a legacy behind helping other people, raising other people up. Cause I accomplished my goals on the money side of things and the, you know, everything I wanted to accomplish already in boxing, I could retire right now and be happy. Um, so for me right now, it's more so about leaving a lev- everlasting legacy and changing the world and inspiring the next generation and changing the uh, combat sports in general and doing things that no one's done before making history. Um, this is why, you know, going into MMA even excites me. Like, you know, you know how many people would tune in to watch that and people think, you know, this kid's crazy. He's going to go and do an MMA fight against Conor McGregor or whoever it is. Yeah, I am crazy. I want to do shit that no <laughs> before. And I believe in myself. And, you know, that's really what's driving me and motivating me these days. And I've also learned to not set as many goals because if you told me this is where I would be, you know, three years ago or even two years ago, I wouldn't believe it. So sometimes a goal can even cap your potential. Um, So it's interesting setting goals now, I guess, if that answers your question. No, no, you did a great job answering it. And um, again, I think you've been doing a very good job just showing a different dimension to Jake Paul than, than the one that's, you know, the very limited one, quite frankly, that some people have gotten. I, I want to ask you uh, sort of a question uh, in a way, I w- if you agree with my opinion on something. I have an opinion of this phenomena, if you will, that you've created. And it, it's a phenomena. I mean, the way that you've gotten people to come over and, and follow you in the way that they have uh, from where you started. And here's my theory on that, that you took what you developed in the, let's call it the YouTube setting, right? What you took that and you moved it out of the matrix. You know, we all know the movie, The Matrix. You unplugged it from the YouTube setting and you took it into the ring. One of the most daring things that anybody could do in life, get into a ring. And one of the most challenging, th- and, and quite frankly, risky things that anyone could do in life. And you unplugged all these YouTubers <laughs> that, that, were, that, that were plugged into, okay, I'm playing this game, I'm sitting home, I'm doing this, nothing bad, I'm just saying, to now living real life, to taking it into a different arena into a bold arena, one of the boldest arenas there really is in the world, into the ring. And they all come with you. They are in the ring now. 
They're, they're not just sitting behind the screen. They're in the ring with that guy, with Jake Paul. And it's like, if he could do it, we could do it. <laughs> like, like, the, uh, like oh, I, I could do it. I could be a fighter. You know, it doesn't mean you have to put gloves on. But I, I could fight a different kind of fight or a different kind of existence than I've been having so far in this realm. And f- for me, it hit me one day. I said, that's what he's done. He, he's unplugged the Matrix. He, he has done a, a phenomenal, just an extraordinary thing here where he's taken all these people into a new world, a new realm to explore new possibilities. What do you think of that? Theory? Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. And I guess that's where my inspiration comes from to motivate the next generation and the younger kids beneath me to show them that just because they're in a certain lane or vertical or life has handed them a certain uh, circumstance, it doesn't mean that they can, can't just pivot completely one day and go into the hardest thing in the world and become great at it. It's all about work ethic and setting your mind to something. And, you know, if I wanted to say, oh, I'm going to go into the NBA and start dunking, it's not possible. So you have to be, you know, somewhat realistic about where your talent lies. Um, But if you have a little, a little sauce, you know, anything, anything is possible if you set your mind to it and work hard. And that's, you know, what I want to be able to show people. And that's why I want to become world champion is just to say like, I started boxing at you know, the age of 21 or 22 and became a world champion from being a Disney Channel actor. To me, you know, it's funny and it, it can inspire a lot of people to go and chase their dreams. But definitely, definitely the hardest sport in the world, definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's not an easy path. And um, that's what I love about it is how challenging this has all been and how much I've learned about myself through doing the hard, one of the hardest things in the world. I'm going to refer to you as Neil from now on. Keanu Reeves, uh, the, obviously yes. the character that Keanu Reeves played in The Matrix. Go ahead, Ken. Guys, special shout out to today's uh, sponsor, My Bookie. You got to love these guys. Check them out at mybookie.ag. There is a ton of fight action coming up. You got Tyson Fury in action against Dillian White, Spence Ugas, Canelo Bivol, and the big one, the biggest women's fight probably in history, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. You can get Katie Taylor plus money, plus 105, minus 125 on Amanda Serrano, promoted by the great Jake Paul and MVP Promotions. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS at checkout for a 50% credit on your first deposit, up to $1,000. So you deposit $2,000, they'll give you another $1,000 for free to play with. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS. Go ahead, Ken. I've got a quick one. Uh, On top of the boxing and stuff, I think it gets underreported or underappreciated just what you've done in the promotional world. I was at your uh, fight in Cleveland with Dustin Poirier. We came back and uh, saw you in the locker room. I'm sure you don't remember me. I have a very forgettable face, but nevertheless, it was an incredible promotion. But now what you've done with uh, Amanda Serrano and making this Katie Taylor fight is literally like giving a lesson to like all the boxing promoters and credit to Eddie Hearn for working with you to get this done. But it's just awesome 
awesome to see the fights being made and talk to me about promotion and what you've thought of the entry into that uh into that sector versus the other things that you've done look for me it's it's natural and it's a natural segue and i'm naturally just good at marketing and promoting and so for me it's it's really fun and especially working with someone like amanda who is a superstar and all i have to do is shine the spotlight onto her um i see myself being a promoter for a long time to come and i'm always going to be involved in this sport even if i'm not fighting but there's a new way of going about promotion and you know it's social media and everything now is revolving around social media and TikTok and instagram and twitter and this is where our our world is going and everyone has you know, a phone in their hands at all time. And if you have that direct access to this phone, um, you know, the, the powers are endless. And so it's sort of in with the new and out with the old. And it was amazing for Eddie Hearn to, to recognize that and, you know, finally uh, get this fight done. That's been lingering for years and years and give these two women the biggest payday uh, of their careers and of any women's boxing uh, event ever so it's historic and well it is historic and and and, and I'll, as you said with the money but it's historic also that it's the first time ever that the most famous arena and definitely boxing stage but the most famous arena in the world msg madison square garden it's the first time that a woman fight has been the main event I'm looking forward to seeing this fight. And it's, uh, we were just talking about the UFC uh, card they put on this weekend with um, the women and how quickly they've evolved into being like very, very high level technicians. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Amanda and uh, Katie Taylor get it on. That's as good as it's going to get in the women's. A lot of people box. forget. You're right. A lot of people, I want to make sure I mention this. Not that I have to promote that fight any more than the two fighters promoted themselves. That's enough. Um, but uh, it's it, it, Katie Taylor. I called her fights for NBC in the Olympics. She's a gold medalist. So you have two really accomplished, significant, you know, fighters. Forget about you know putting woman in front of it. You just have two significant fighters that are getting together uh, at Madison Square Garden. And the way I break it. The, the way I break it down is that Serrano is just an offensive force. She is. She's an offensive force. She's a, unbelievable with her attitude, her mentality, her ability, her style. And Katie Taylor is a complete boxer, a, a very complete boxer. Not that they're not both really solid technically, but that's the way I see it. Uh, I I would I'll be looking to I'll be looking to see that fight. That's April thirtieth, yeah. baby. Who Teddy? Who do you think's gonna win? I need to ask you. Yeah, I I think obviously I always say what I believe the truth, no matter where I happen to be or who I happen to be talking to. I think Katie Taylor, um, unless she gets hurt in this fight, which is possible. Obviously, I just talked about the kind of offensive fighter that Serrano is. But otherwise, I just think the solid all-around abilities and approach and experience of Katie Taylor will 
allow her to to win a very very close fight i like that take i just think amanda's forward pressure and relentlessness is gonna is gonna take her down in the in the later rounds and be too much for her you know katie's gonna be boxing on the outside but the body work that amanda has is gonna really slow her down and uh it seems to me like Amanda has more of a mental edge, just seeing them in person. So I'm excited. You know, we're counting down the days here, but. Well, obviously you guys know what you're getting into because you just said something that's funny. Um, that would be part of my breakdown. You know, my, my approach, if you will, if Amanda uh, is going to win a fight, you have to go to the body. You have to go, you got to use the jab too to stabilize her on the outside and not allow her to dominate in the area she wants to dominate on the outside with the jab. So you have to, it probably starts with the jab to be quite frank, even if you have to lower it a little bit to the chest. But then it comes down to, as you said, the pressure, the consistency of that pressure and her ability to get in clean without taking too much and the body. From the beginning to the end, the body work to to wear it down, because I always used to say, calling the fights on ESPN, that um, going to the body is like getting a CD in a bank. Uh, it pays interest. It pays interest with time, uh, and that's that's what I would believe Serrano wants to do is get paid interest late in a fight, where the body work will slow down. Uh, the outside work of Katie Taylor. Yeah, I mean, and you saw when Katie Taylor fought Pursoon, you know, it was a close fight and like a controversial win in some people's scorebooks. And she had trouble with that forward pressure, but Pursoon wasn't really going to the body like Amanda does. So I think that'll be the key difference here. I agree. And and Amanda has a an unusual physical strength um, to her. You know, and of course, this is the sweet science. Nobody understands that better than I do. But um, that physical strength matched with obviously good technique and, you know, the, the science part of it, that that is a big X factor. Ken, you have anything? I do have one thing that it would be uh, I would be a, doing a disservice as a dad if I didn't let these three kids who just came home from school and have been standing outside of my office come right over here and say hello to you really quickly. Guys, hurry up. There he is. There he is. They're seeing an enigma. They're like, what Whoa. up, squad? What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all's names? Introduce. I'm Jack. I'm Cameron. I'm Luke. Nice to meet you guys. All right, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> They're super nervous. It's their moment to shine, and they froze up. Yeah, yeah. You should have had them better prepared, Ken. I'm disappointed. I, to be honest, but, I didn't even realize they'd be coming over from school. I was under the desk calling yeah. my wife's phone three three hundred times in a row, figuring if she answers it and sees that I'm texting her, tell her to come in. Tell them to come in. They're Listen. they're out there happy as can be. You made their day. Like I said, they'd rather like you want to throw passes with Tom Brady or FaceTime with Jake Paul. Jake Paul. So let's go. Don't listen to those haters. I know what the reality is of what people think of you. And like I said, the only people that hate hate the something about themselves that you represent. And they hate America. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Listen, Jake. Thank you for your time. Uh, 
we we appreciate it and i appreciate that we got a chance to really as ken touched on as i touched on earlier to show the people you know what's behind the curtain so to speak and to show them a, a different side of jake paul a side that they should see um it's important to see so thank you and thank you with opportunities with success comes opportunities and it's just up to the person individually and it tells it kind of speaks to their character quite frankly but it's up to the people that have the success what are they going to do with those opportunities and for you to do the charity you're doing with the the bullying program i that's the thing that really wanted me to have you on the show to be quite frank uh, that's that's what motivated me the most uh, your success your ability to respect the sport and to learn the sport to the degree you have all of that but really it was that you made a choice with your success to do something for other people and i think that's the greatest thing we can do in this life when we have success is to be able to take that success and use it to help other people that need the help so i just want to tell you thank you for doing that and continued success with that thank you man i appreciate you guys for having me honestly and uh i hope to chat again soon hey jake before we let you go can i ask you one favor when the interview comes out if you could i heard you have a lot of social media followers if you wouldn't mind sharing <laughs> the link to the interview i got you we'll be forever <laughs> grateful i'll try and get you some tickets to whatever fight we're attending next if you'll help us out i don't think he needs <laughs> our help as much as we need his help okay <laughs> He knows. I'll, I'll be sure to share it out, man, for sure. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. And seriously, thanks for your time. I know sometimes these things can be like a, you got a lot of responsibility. So we appreciate you taking time to talk with us. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate All it. All right. Take care, brother. All right. Thank you. Peace. All right, guys. Want to give a shout out to a couple of the causes Teddy's involved with. First, the Dr. Atlas Foundation. They're doing great work on Staten Island. If you're looking for a philanthropic cause, please check out the Dr. Atlas Foundation. You can also check out Teddy's auto audiobook at audible.com. It's Atlas from the streets to the ring, a son's struggle to become a man by none other than the great Teddy Atlas. It's an excellent listen. If you haven't heard it before, please check it out. Also, Teddy's got a boxing collect, a clothing collection at BoxRaw. Go to BoxRaw.com and check out the 36 collection by Teddy Atlas, 36 minutes to make life fair. Additionally, if you want to receive a special personalized message from Teddy, go to cameo.com and search Teddy Alice. Teddy will record a motivational message, happy birthday, whatever you like. And as always, the show is presented by Dynamic Striking, where you can learn all the fundamentals of boxing from the great Teddy Atlas from the safety of your own living room. Learn the fundamentals without getting your head punched in. Dynamic Striking, Teddy Atlas. Check it out. Thanks for being with us.